What's going on, people? This is the Real Talk Real Walk family, and we are back again with another episode. Hmm. <laughs> another episode full of can I chime in? Can I speak? Come yes. On. Another episode where we free the realness. Real. Another episode where we're going to have your ears ringing. All right, mm. now. Another episode to bring forth the truth for nothing but the truth. Come on. <laughs> Another episode that you're going to need to send to your friends to listen. Mm. Back with myself, Gabs. Myself, Mr. Game Changer. And your girl, Ore. And this is the Roto Robot family. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. However you're listening, we appreciate you guys. Right, so today, guys, I just want to talk about something really, really quickly. Really, really quickly. Actually, we get to the after. But firstly, someone sent in someone sent in a question. Um, they wanted us to talk about um fast fashion. So thank you to the person who sent that in via email. We appreciate you. Reminder, guys, for those listening, if you do want us to talk about anything, by all means, send us a topic, send us a question, send them in, and we'll always get around to it because we're good people, man. Um, some of us wanted us to talk about fast fashion. Um, so what do we think about fast fashion in this day and age? I think, first of all, what do we classify as fast fashion? Are we classifying fast fashion as in things you can buy quickly? Or do we classify fast fashion as in things like POT or Primark? I think, the, I think it's to do with the manufacturing and basically paying staff low, low labour. It's poor quality. It doesn't last. It's flimsy. It's Why well, do I feel like you're Molly May? <laughs> no. Ah. <laughs> no, I'm just giving my definition. It's flimsy. Mm. It's inexpensive. It's relatively cheap to buy. Quick to make. I guess that's what they're referring to by fast fashion. Mm. Whilst, I, whilst I agree with you, I definitely agree with you. Does that mean like expensive stuff take long to make? Well, I think, as we know, everything is going up. So if something is expensive, generally it would hopefully mean that they pay their workers what they should be paid, a, a, a decent amount of money and not just minimum, minimum wage, but enough for their labour. It takes into consideration the shipping costs if, if the thing has been made outside of the UK. It will take into consideration the distribution costs. And so for something to be decent, and also the quality of the materials as well. So for something to be decent quality, if something's expensive, you would expect it to be. It's not always, but generally speaking, things that high value items are high. They they have um good quality. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree with that because obviously we do hear, we have heard, we probably have heard of um all the uproar in and around Pretty Little Thing and Boohoo and about their staff in Leicester or wherever the manufacturers are, um paying their staff members something like four pound or something something crazy like that. And the reason I mentioned Molly May earlier because I remember people was getting onto Molly May online saying, um, "You're obviously she's creative director of PLT, so people was like, oh, you guys are paying your staff X amount of money and you're here doing X, Y, and Z, talking about 24 hours, blah, blah, blah. Um, so obviously, and there's always, there's always this, this uproar about Boohoo paying their staff X amount of money. So I definitely do agree with you. It just makes me think, though, people that are manufacturing Gucci or manufacturing your Alexandra McQueen or all these high-end brands, are they pay, are, do we think that they're paying their manufacturers good money? To be honest, they're I'm, also... I'm not so sure. Yeah, they're probably not. 
in 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 a lot of instances for the luxury um fashion houses um they because of <clears throat> their um because they're gatekeepers and because because they're seriously public facing um big profits big turnovers xyz um lobbyists have held them accountable so um at some point they were kind of doing it and, and rub uh, um what do you call it um taking a make and taking the liberties and shortchanging people here and there, but they've had to adhere to some serious standards. Um, whereas fast fashion, um, it's a different ball game. And that's, that's why it's labeled as such because, um, the, the culture behind it from, from production to materials to how it's sourced, all of that kind of stuff, there's, it's, it's very wayward. Um, and, and that's why it gets a lot of people in trouble. So a lot of the big fashion houses or the bigger mm-hmm. fashion houses, have really had to do even things like even though Primark is not a, a luxury fashion house, but if you remember some years ago yeah. when there there was an uproar about how their products are made and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and quickly legislation had to change, like in the UK, um, as, oh, wow. yeah, as to how they they do things, and they quickly had to adhere to that legally and all of that kind of stuff. So it's not people can jump and say, oh yeah, but big fashion brands were doing it. No, but they, they're, they're held to a, a greater level of scrutiny um, in comparison to fast fashion. And fast fashion, we're, we're seeing like it happened with Pretty Little Thing. Like if you don't get it right, look, you'll be on the receiving end of, of problems. But everyone has their own. There's different levels of, of people taking the mic, people cutting corners and stuff like that. It's not just the fast fashion brands. The big brands do it, but they, they've obviously done it in, in a systematic way where they're doing it with the powers that be so we don't really get to see as much but now that's why would it's interesting yeah, I, think, I think i think everyone will cut corners irrespective of how much you earn or how much you sell your clothes for um so even the gucci's and the christian Dior, i think they would if they could i think they would cut corners as well mm. considering how much money they make i, I doubt they're going to be paying their staff i don't know 16 pound an hour for example because they know that they can obviously maximize their revenue and obviously maximize their income as much as possible. I think it's any business. If we take it out, if we take out of fashion for a minute, even the companies that we work for, um, they are our bosses, and by bosses I mean like CEOs, CFOs, etc. Mm. Probably stinking rich, earning <laughs> mad money. Mm. But then there's people I don't know at the bottom who's earning nowhere near that and getting what we what people might argue is raw we're getting underpaid sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Mm. Well, you know, it depends. It, it that you, you're probably describing the back end, so like the the factories and the, the manufacturing side. But then again, that's why they that's why they outsource it outsource it to those parts of the world that you know that do their stuff for them. But then also, it's not always the narrative because not all of the countries, you know, get their stuff done in China now. Like a lot of people are diversifying it in Turkey and in Portugal mm. and in other parts of the world in Taiwan. So it's not just, yeah, it's not just that. And obviously, according to the, the market and the economy, you would have to pay stuff accordingly to, well, True. you they would cut corners in some way, shape or form. But some places they will probably pay better than others, especially because of how, if how, develops their economies are uh, the factories the costings and all of that kind of stuff so it, it depends um and i only say this because obviously th- this is something that i'm interested in and something i'm involved in as well and something that i'm you know i i try to consider 
um, in the decisions I make, you know. So I haven't, you know, got things made from China for the stuff that I do. Um, mm. Simply because, yeah, I, I'm I'm trying to do things different. It obviously makes things more expensive. Um, but yeah, that's for me. I'm trying to to take into consideration the fact that, yeah, the, the people that maybe do make the clothes, I want them to be paid accordingly and fairly. Um, and yeah, because at the end of the day, they've got lives. They need to be supported. Um, and yeah, and the the best that the, the best way I can do it is is by yeah making the decisions that I do make from a fashion perspective. But fast fashion, I hate it with a passion. Really? I hate it. Yeah, even men, wow. men's fast, fast fashion. Fast fashion. What's fast fashion for men? Yeah, that's a um, good question. Boohoo, boohoo is absolutely fast fashion for men. Um, ASOS to a degree. Um, depending on, but ASOS have many, um, suppliers for their designs and stuff like that. So they use multiple suppliers. That's one thing I found out, um, some time ago. So it's not just, ASOS is, don't just have one massive factory and they start producing stuff. No, they get like multiple designers, um, or multiple smaller brands who then churn all these, these designs to them or churn all these, these gear to them and ASOS will slap their, you know, their label on it, but it doesn't always mm. necessarily mean that ASOS themselves designed it. But yeah, um, but it's not all of ASOS stuff that's fast fashion. Uh, some of them have to, yeah, some of them, but yeah, um, there's some other men's brands, but I don't, because I don't wear that and it's not, mm. this is not because, oh, I'm bougie, but uh, for me, I care about quality. Well, I am to be yeah. fair, but yeah, I am to a de- I am to a degree. Let me not lie, but um, yeah, I don't I, I don't like fast fashion one because I, I like things that will last. Um, and I'm not trying to wear a t-shirt that is trying to shrink or get discolored right. or all of that kind of stuff. Or you know, buying jeans that will start fraying and the middle will start ripping. I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. I did that when you know I was in in college and secondary school and gone out those days. So yeah, fast fashion, whether women or like women, I'm just like, yo, you'll be spending eight pound, 12 pound, this pound, that pound. And people might say, yeah, it's just, you know, I, you, I'm just wearing it for a night out and I'll probably never wear it again. But then you're just adding up the eight pounds, the 12 pound, the 15 pounds, the 50 pounds that you bought 15 outfits, you know, for that you spent on to buy 15 outfits. It all adds up and it, it just goes right. to show, it just goes to show the quality of the stuff. I just, I don't think it's a sustainable, I don't really think it's a sustainable way of it's living. Not sustainable. It's not. And it's man. terrible for the environment as well, actually. Terrible, terrible. And that's the one thing as a believer, I'm trying to be, be more aware of about how my actions, you know, affect the world around me, not just human beings, but, you know, nature. Mm. All right. What's um, fast fashion for you? Do you wear fast fashion? Um, I'm trying to actually move away from fast fashion. I don't actually tend to to wear a lot of fast fashion, but I'm actually trying to move away and create a wardrobe that has more staple pieces, more sustainable pieces. As I think, or a priest to the sisters, man. What what sort of stuff you got in your wardrobe then? (laughs) All right, tell us. Right now, my wardrobe is a mess. I need to. I'm trying to start all over again because obviously. I mean, I had a baby, she's one now, so it's not even like I just had a baby. But things, my body has changed since I've become a mother and things that used to fit me before don't look fit me anymore. Or, you know, I'm just trying to find my new sense of style. And so for that reason, anyway, I'm trying to just change my wardrobe up, generally speaking. And as I do that, one of the things I'm considering is investing in more sustainable pieces, good quality, and things that are just not fast fashion and not cheap. 
and that will last. So where should the sisters go? Because I know you're trying to pivot small, trying to get out of this one. Trust, <laughs> trust me, trust me. The pivot is pivoting. I think brands like and other stories. Oh, um, oh, you yeah. got out, you got left, left. Those type mm. of brands are the brands that will have they have decent quality and they're more sustainable. Mm. And some some pieces they will be some of the stuff will be considered investment pieces. Even places like Mango, some of the stuff will mm-hmm. be investment pieces. But I think it's worth it, and I think that, like I said. It's better for the environment. It's better long term. Back in the day, like our parents, sustainability. <laughs> no, but it's not even just about sustainability. Like it is about sustainability. But I think back to like my parents' generation and the aunties, and they have some timeless like blazers that are timeless that you can pick up today and you can wear, and it still looks good and it's good yep. quality because there was no ASOS, there was no Boohoo. The things that they bought, you have to think about: Do I really want this? Is it nice? Is it timeless? And mm-hmm. so that's kind of where I'm at. I'm trying to kind of build that sort of wardrobe so maybe in the future my my children and grandchildren might like some blazers and they might choose and because also fashion comes back around they might choose to inherit that kind of stuff so it's a process i'm very very early on in that process but i'm definitely trying to figure that out going forward no i definitely hear that let me throw it out there as well there's more brands than um pretty little thing and boohoo before people listening thinking oh you lot are old we know about fashion nova trust me we know we know about Old Polly, we know. We know about House of CB, we know. We know all of them before people thinking, oh, who shops I don't know if place? I would even say House of CB is fast fashion, you know. It's not mm. fast fashion. It's not fast fashion. Oh, okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm just yeah. naming that some yeah, of our brands, brands before people think we don't know fashion. anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pretty <laughs> Little Thing, Misguided, them ones, yeah, them ones are, are legit fast fashion for real. I just thought, let me throw out some other brands in there in case people feel we're not... We're and not the one that around. has uh, five pounds what well, that's five pounds. That's boohoo. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's in the website name. Oh, everything five pounds. Oh, everything five pounds. Oh, badly. Yeah. I know that brand. Nonsense. I only guys. know that brand because one of these YouTubers um got sponsored by them. I think it was Marion Musa. That's the only reason why I know that brand. To be fair, okay. but yeah, I know that brand. Is everything legit five pound though? Yeah, I think I don't know. I've never. I think, actually... I think it's five pound and less. I've around five pound and less. I think. But then I don't I don't think everything is five pound on. I don't think everything is five pound. <laughs> you guys can correct us if we're wrong. The point yeah. is, but I do want to say this though, because people will say the you know the economic climate and stuff like that, and you know, we don't all have money on XYZ. And I think um it's a very fair point to bring up, but I don't personally I don't think it's the best way to spend your money. I think now, so for example What's, what's on, not the best way to spend your money? On fast on fashion. fashion. Oh, okay, okay. Because you're gonna, it's going to cause you to keep on buying stuff. Yeah. And that's and that and that's the difference. Um, the other day I went to Shepherd's Bush, um, Westfield, right? And in the in their like atrium bit, they had I forgot the name of the company. And the company are basically vintage clothes sellers. And they had, it was like a massive store, like very massive. Half of it, it, it took like, it took up like three quarters of the, of the atrium. Um, maybe just a little bit left, less. But lit, half of it was women, half of it was men. Jeans, t-shirts, shirts, um, suits, uh, coats, all of that kind of stuff and accessories. 
and loads of people were in there. Me, I went in there as well because me, I know me, I like looking for, for bargains. Yes, I like nice stuff, but I know where to find it. I know where to look. I know where everyone else is not looking. That's where I go to look. So I went mm. in there and I found, I found a nice fleece, um, that I, that I, I would wear to work and I found a nice jacket. Um, and, and it's, much you you pay per kilo so they give you a big bag and you just pay per kilo so they have a set amount and you do whatever and for me i was thinking look like guys the way forward if i'm being very honest if you don't have cause money if you don't have reese money if you don't have mango money you know you don't have i bought a shirt from reese bro for the first time yeah um last year bro 80 pounds bro Ross, bro, bro, I couldn't believe my eyes, bro. It's it's a it's a lot of things, but Reese, you get what you pay for. Their stuff is their stuff is quality. quality. But yeah, if if quality. anything, I'll say to you, probably if you want to get stuff from Reese moving forward, probably go to Bista and go to their outlet store. It's still expect they still have expensive stuff, but when they do sales, it's it's more reasonable than the normal Reese stores that you'll see. And obviously, I'm, I'm even plugging here, guys. Uh, if you want to go to Reese, there's whatever. But yeah, the point I'm making is that, look, there are places like, look, like uh, some of you might feel iffy about it, but go into vintage stores. Like a lot, what you're, we're now seeing, and I've noticed this over the last couple of years, is that a lot more vintage stores are coming up because um, one of the facts, actually, an interesting fact about fashion is that um, Gen Z and millennials actually care more about sustainability when it comes to fashion brand, uh, um, to, to fashion and fashion brands. So, the, and it's because of social causes and X, Y, and Z. So there is a lot more awareness for people to want to be engaged in the fashion space or take more, pay more attention to sustainability. So that is why you will notice, for example, last year, Selfridges launched that um that thing where you can rent clothes, like you can rent oh, designer clothes. Crazy, bro. Now, why are they doing that? They're doing it because sustainability is the way forward. Even even rich people, rich people rent bags, rent clothes because they know th- th- more time they're not going to wear stuff more than once. So the way the world is going, I'm I'm not saying you have to rent clothes. I'm just saying this is one of the ways that they're doing it. You can rent clothes, but at the same time, there's a lot of vintage stores coming up. Um not just physical ones, ones online. Instagram, there's loads of vintage stores in, in the UK that are coming up. That's, and that's obviously if you like vintage, that's a vintage yes. thing though. And, but then vintage like, doesn't necessarily mean outdated. Like, it doesn't necessarily yeah, style, mean... That's if you like the style. Like, me personally, I couldn't wear vintage. So <laughs> it depends on whether you like the style and if that sort of fashion is your thing. Do you know what I mean? This is what I'm saying. Vintage is a very, um, is a very fluid word. I was just going to say... Vintage is a very fluid word. word. Vintage doesn't necessarily mean old school stuff. Vintage, vintage in in this day and age, like you can actually find... like like antiqued. Yes. That's your bag. (laughs) Yes, to it, it can be antique, but it doesn't have to be antique. So for example, there are people... I'll give you a good... uh, No, actually, I'll, I'll speak about that in a sec. But there are people who who have nice stuff from Gucci and Balenciaga and Fendi and whatever that they can't be bothered to sell it on eBay. They just give it to charity shops. So in the charity shop, they will say it's vintage, but it's actually the the last season of Balenciaga, which for rich people, they don't care about because it's, that's an old season. 
But to us, ah, Omo, no one's wearing this on the street. This is probably exclusive. You can find it there. So vintage doesn't necessarily mean, it can mean antique. It can mean a bit rustic. It can mean a bit um, jaded in color. But then at the same time, a lot of people are giving away like good stuff. So for me, myself, I, I have an eBay account. I've just, over the years, I've just been terribly lazy at selling stuff. So recently... I gave a, I was giving away stuff like stuff that I don't wear. I was giving away Ralph Lauren. I was giving away this. I was giving away that. Like, bros, this is it's not ten years old. This is something that was from last year or the year before. And a lot of people do that. So the point I'm trying to make is that charity shops, vintage shops, shops sell. And you can go in there and you can find gems. And at the same time, um, if you do save up, then you can go to um you know these places you can like i was describing cause because it's high street cause reese not to say not to say that um some of these fast fashion brands are wrong and not good though yeah 100 percent. you can definitely get some good pieces from like i don't shop in boohoo in it so yeah. i can't even i can't even talk about boohoo to be fair um ASOS? i don't shop there no more either i used to, Is it? I Why used not? to. I, I, i'm more of a black owned now you know okay. i don't really I don't really rock ASOS and like them sort of stuff that a lot of other guys go to. And I don't really like the idea of, of having something going somewhere and then seeing three other people in the same t-shirt. It's <laughs> um, annoying, bro. So, <laughs> I hear that. Any, any sort of tracksuit, t-shirts, jumpers, obviously jeans, yeah, it can be similar, but any sort of like tracksuits, t-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, yeah, I don't really like to shop in, in, in these sort of places. Fort Asylum, I, I shop in Fort Asylum. Yeah. Um, obviously, a lot of those Fort Asylum brands are black owned nowadays. Yeah. But, but you, mean, said, least... you said Trekkies. So, it, Traps, uh, Trapstar, I believe, is black owned or partly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't worn Trapstar yet. For some reason, I think Trapstar is expensive. Um, but there was one. Eh? <laughs> that is a lie. There was you, for me, for me, bro. No, no, no. You know, you know how you know how that's a line that's cap? Because you have Benja, and Benja is what? around the same price as Trapstar. Do you know what? Yeah, the Benja, I, I never knew that. I never knew that. I thought I thought um Trapstar was like 140. No, it, it, yeah, and Benja can be 140, 150 for a the Benja, the Benja track I've got it was 130, I think. And plus the, there's a difference in, in, in tracksuits now, isn't it? In, te- no, in terms of quality, sorry, not now, in terms of quality and materials. Yeah. Obviously, me doing for more now, I'm, I'm a bit more clued up when it comes to the materials now, yeah? Yeah. So the Benjot tracks that I've got is 100% polyester. Right. Whereas the, the trap star tracks that I've seen, mm-hmm. it looks, they look like it's either 100% cotton mm-hmm. or 80% cotton, 20% polyester. Okay. Whereas I'm not really going for that look from Chapstar because I can probably find that look in other brands, which might be cheaper, if you know what I mean. Okay. Um, whereas that. if Chapstar did a 100% polyester tracksuit, which is different to most tracksuits that you see, because nowadays everyone's got joggers, everyone's got grey joggers, everyone's got a grey hoodie, hmm. all 100% cotton, just says Chapstar on the front. Uh, and this is no this is no um, piss take to Chapstar because I think they're definitely good quality. But there's a lot of similar brands, and I think I'm just not willing to pay the price for that. But I would pay that price for a polyester looking tracksuit because I think polyester looking tracksuits is probably a bit more classy, whereas the the cotton tracksuits is a bit more of your everyday running around. And I I can't justify spending 140 140 pounds to run around. Um, 
But then again, yeah, they 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 are definitely quality. But I think it comes down to like um what you see out there. Do you know what I mean? Like the the God's plan tracks that I bought, bro, was ninety pound, bro. And mm. that one, bro, I'm in love with that track to you, bro. Mm. Um, so I think yeah, it just kind of comes down to you know what you can justify your spending. But yeah, I've, there was one time that I did look on Chapstar because I thought, do you know what, I kind of I bought into the hype in it. Everyone's in Chapstar. I thought, do you know what. Let me join a hype. Let me join a club. I went on Chapstar, bro. Everything was sold out. I said, oh, just my luck. <laughs> but I would love to have a Chapstar um, check suit for the wardrobe, innit? Do you know what I mean? So yeah. one can say, yeah, look, I've supported. And two, to kind of um, add it to my to my collection of all the various different checksuits that I've got. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so ASOS, them sort of stuff, I, I really, I don't really wear anymore. But I would say Pretty Little Thing. I don't wear Pretty Little Thing, obviously. But a wife wears Pretty Little Thing. And some stuff she's got there, I think is 1010. Now, one, you can say I'm biased. One, you can say um, it's because I'm a man and I'm roasting. But some of the things that I see my wife in, I think, raw, Pretty Little Thing, yeah? Like, midi dresses or loungewear. Something that she wears in the house. I think, raw, like, this is is Lengwear. That's that's part of their appeal. Yeah, yeah. I definitely they, they, they will be using sex appeal to be drawing <laughs> badly. <laughs> that's why you won't be saying that's why you won't be saying anything. It's true, it's true. Maybe maybe it's the sex appeal stuff that I like. That's what they're good for, to be fair. Um, yeah, I don't want to call I... it I don't want to call it skimpy because it might be rude, but mm. um <laughs> they are yeah. good for that. They're night out clothes, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they and they capitalize off that and they they use the social media influencers. They spend a hell like they must they be spend really a crazy amount of, of of marketing. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's where kind of a lot of um up and coming brands took the model of um what do you call it? Um influencer marketing. Um and mm. having big budget and having to, to to find capital to do, you know, or to find budgets for, you know, for that because like that it's, it's it's the culture and, and it's hard to now move away from that because well i mean during the pandemic they weren't necessarily doing too great because no one was going out um it was only if you're doing content reels or whatever in your house because no one was going out during lockdown um but now kind of we're back again and then even now that summer's coming back up but still again the point that i make about you know um the um the report that came out, a fashion report that came out to say that, look, Gen, um, Gen Zs and millennials are um, are really interested in sustainability. I think that there's, there just has to, what there, there now has to be is an awareness for other brands that do quality stuff. It, yes, it may be a bit more expensive, but then it's better to, maybe that means that you're going to just have to simplify your wardrobe a bit um, and get stuff that's quality as opposed to just having loads of stuff in your wardrobe, you know, that doesn't make sense. That's not quality. That is fraying. That is, you know, discoloration is happening. Your jeans or your trousers are shrinking or they're now that you're back in the office that you're doing, you know, your morning commutes, they're now ripping, you know, like, yeah, we've got to move away from that. Let's, let's start getting ourselves into quality stuff. And, and for me, like, look, I, I have no shame. Like, if I see something that's nice and it's secondhand, guys, I have no. Sh- I will buy that thing. If I see if I see a nice jacket or whatever or top that, I, yo, if it's if it's a good price, it's good quality. I am getting it. I don't feel any shame. And I think maybe some people might be listening to this. Go, ah, you know, oh, we, I don't believe in second. If that's not you, it's not you. 
what I am trying to say is that there's ways of working around or there's ways of being able to get, you know, quality stuff at a cheaper price. It's up to you. There's also websites where you can buy secondhand luxury stuff. So I know for women, there's like Vestir. Um, yeah. that's, I think that's more heavily on the accessories, but still even accessories as well, handbags and all of that kind of belts and all of that kind of, bro, do you want to buy at full price or do you want to buy for good condition um, at a cheaper price. Look, there's stuff there. So, you know, eBay's a big one. Um, I use that quite a bit. Um, I don't necessarily buy a lot of clothes on there. I've actually bought a few um, suit blazers from there, actually, um, because I think, just like Gabs was saying about, you know, the ASOS thing, I don't, I, I, I definitely am very selective on ASOS, but I do think ASOS do have some good stuff. I just pick the ones that I know more time. I know people are not going to get. That's my style of fashion. Um, mm. And, you know, by the grace of God, I hold bragging rights that, that no one can really copy me. Um, I'm very unique in what I do but yeah I've, eBay I've picked up some suit blazers from there I've gone to the tailor made some made some alterations and boom bam bros I'm looking I'm looking like a million bucks and you will never be able to tell that you know I've never, drip, yeah. I will never be able to know so guys let, um, you know I think that would be my last point just to say look don't this is me personally if if that, if that you want to get Boohoo Pretty Little Thing all of the, those other ones fine that's good I would just encourage you to to try and broaden your palette, your fashion palette, and go look. Let me get quality, um, and I know with weddings and all of that kind of stuff, it's a bit tricky. But I also want to provide another solution: fashion designers start coming through. All of you that you know have have design ideas and a good design ideas. I, I want to be, be very specific: good design <laughs> ideas. Um, because a lot of, especially a lot of Christian women, and maybe this is a conversation for another episode, but a lot of Christian women are like, oh, we would like, like more modest stuff or more like cleaner stuff. Um, yo, like come out yeah, then. Yeah, that's like, true. Come through, please. Well, that, that, we would like more cleaner stuff. Is that to say that there's no cleaner stuff out there? No, do you know what? Aura, I mean, um, yeah, Aura's named a few stuff already, a few brands. What, that are more modest, you mean? Yeah, I think the brands you mentioned and and, and other stories, Cos, Mango, I yeah, think they're they a bit more on the classy side and quite modest. Yeah, no, they are. But then also, because that's one thing I've actually noticed in this whole postpartum journey. Obviously, things are not sitting like they used to sit. So when I'm shopping, I'm like, oh, that's not going to fit me. That's not going to flatter this new belly that I've gained. And it's literally like, and it's more so for weddings and nights out, because obviously for casual style, or if I'm going to work, then all those stores that I mentioned, calm but if I want to go to a wedding or I want to go on a night out or something that's where I'm really struggling to find modest clothes that look still look nice and would don't fit. um don't know yeah. brands that you're really looking at um aren't they good for uh going out not for like not for what I want to wear on a night out yeah what do you want to wear on a night out are you, trying, are, no. are you trying to tell me you want to look sexy and those are not sexy <laughs> it's not no it's not like not sexy because that's like I said but that's more my maybe my weekend style if I'm going for a brunch but weddings or evenings out that kind of thing What's maybe it's me just not knowing how to piece clothes together but I I've, I've I struggle with those those stores what's the um the look you're going for well to be honest right now I don't even know to be honest but <laughs> it's not it's not things that Zara maybe if I'm and but again Zara 
their sizing is a mess and their quality is not that great for for the prices that they want to be charging. Like I might yeah. go to why don't why don't you look in some of these black owned brands then? I don't really know that many that do good women quality like Grassfields. They're closing, but now I think they're reopening. But then I don't. It's not every day that I go out that I want to be wearing African print. What so about for what about for, for is it for right London? Yeah, I, let me not speak on that. Ah, <laughs> Zali, no, I like their clothes. Don't force I like them. But yeah, there's them. Um, Kai Collective, that's another one. Yeah, Kai Collective yeah. have good quality clothes. Yeah, I'll give, yes, Kai Collective 100%. Shout out to Kai Collective, right. shout out to Psyo. Um, what else have I, what else have I, I seen? Ardell. Ardell. I've heard of I've seen Ardell. Oh, yeah, I've heard of Ardell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Women's Wear. I don't know if Women's Wear is going out. What are you saying? Kai Collective, when they drop, if you're not on time, sold out, finished. That's it then. Got to be on time. They're smart, innit? Yeah, that's um, the problem with um, release. Release few yeah. items that way it creates a demand. Yeah. Um. What about women's wear? I mean, I don't know if they're going out clothes or if it's loungewear, but I've heard Who? the name before. Women's wear. I've not. I don't know what that is. Okay. But yeah, they are out there. I think they are expensive though. Um, these black home brands. If they're well, good quality, so for example, Kai, the quality and the price they match, in, in my opinion, I oh, can speak right for Farai. That's all right, then. I can't speak for Farai because I've never um, bought anything from there, but the girls are loving it, so it must be decent. <laughs> A lot, but the reason why um, their prices may be higher is because, uh, from what I've seen anyway, the ones that are not like going down the fast fashion route because there are some that are going down the fast fashion route. The, the ones that aren't, their stuff is quality. Um, and if, yeah, if in order for them to keep running and doing what they need to do and compete, not compete per se, but actually get people to buy their brands and put loads of designs out there and, and, and different, you know, seasons or whatever, is it, they've got to be more expensive than their competitors. Otherwise, everyone's just going to be wearing you know, the fast fashion stuff. So for them to put out stuff mm-hmm. that's quality, that's good material, um, that's likable designs, um, classic designs or timeless designs, yeah, they've they've got to do it. and I, I I respect them for it because some of the some some of the black owned brands that I've seen for women's wear, they they are tight. They they do they do their thing. And so yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. I feel like look, I know times are hard, but then that that's this is why we've got to rethink like your wardrobe, like mm-hmm. for those that actually care about their wardrobe anyway, cause, cause some people don't. So it's, if that, if this is not your cup of tea, that's fine. But if fashion is your cup of tea, you've got to rethink how you want to do fashion moving forward. Like even f- from a men's perspective, our, our clothes are much more expensive on, on a basic level. Um, even just day to day wear and stuff like that, it's more expensive than women. And like you've got to think, ah, I can't be buying ten thousand suits. I can't be buying ten thousand shirts. Trousers is expensive. Shoe is expensive. So you've got to think, okay, what can I do? Even trainers, like trainer, they're, they're, I can't lie. Trainer brands are taking the liberties with men, but that's mm. a conversation. That's a conversation I don't want to have. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like you know, obviously, the, the typical example: Farfetch selling Air Force Ones for one seven one seventy seven. Like they're very absolutely crazy. So you've got to think. Ah, Look, is it Air Forces that is it white Air Forces that I need right now, or can I look for something else? 
can I, okay, if you don't want to get secondhand ones, maybe you can get a pair of New Balances or maybe you can get a pair of Stan Smiths or maybe you can get a pair of Reebok Classics. Like, you know, they're slightly coming back into trend. Or, you know, maybe get Air Max Ones instead of Air Forces one, Air Force Ones. Like, you've those are the sort of things that you've got to, to kind of to put into perspective um, so that as you're, you're really thinking your wardrobe, ah, I'm saving money, but also that means I'm, maybe I might be challenging my style. Maybe I might be maturing in my style. And I think that's what growing up is all about as well. Like you mature in your style, you grow up, like the glow up is serious. Like when I look at pictures of myself in college compared to now, bros, I want to throw those pictures away or, or burn them or whatever. But anyway, you grow, you learn. And whilst this crisis is going on, um, it's it's a good opportunity for you to start thinking how can I save money, um, and how can I how can I have a strong wardrobe um, whilst um, being effective with my clothes shopping. Mm. Yeah, true. I agree. I mean, eat my scripture, bro. No Bible verse for today. <laughs> <laughs> no Bible verse for today. Bible said there's no word in the yeah. spirit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you do, do as unto the Lord. That's me. Today is one of those days. There's no Bible verse for you guys today. After this episode, go and pray for one. Let the Lord minister to all of you. It sounds like he's talking to his kids. Ah, there's no sweets for you today. <laughs> I'm tired. I hear it, man. I hear it. <laughs> But yeah, guys, let's all go on. We're not saying go and do jit, but yeah, take care of your fashion, man. There's brands out there, black-owned, non-black-owned, cheap, expensive, classy, non-classy, sexy, smart. Everything's out there, man. And if you need help or assistance, just shout Oren, man. Oren's starting her classes. Um, I am definitely from, not from the one with fashion tips, unfortunately. <laughs> I wish I was. I'm trying to be, like I said, I'm revamping my wardrobe, but... That's not That's my bag it. right now. So <laughs> girls, if you've got any any tips to be a sexy yeah, mama, literally slide into her. my DMs because uh, sis is struggling right now. <laughs> help her out, man. Help her out. Let's be a, a good community. Um, but yeah, guys, thanks for listening, man. Appreciate it. See you on the next episode. See you. Peace. Peace. Tell me what's on your mind